what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the red zone with garrett podcast as usual i am your host garrett riando and we are in week nine um you know rolling right along despite all the covid stuff going on i think the nfl has done a pretty decent job of uh you know, switching their protocol up a little bit and allowing the season to keep going. So before I get into my week nine picks, want to go ahead and recap week eight as I usually do. Um, for my straight up picks, this is my worst week so far. I went six and eight. Uh, just really nothing really went my way. And you know, sometimes just the way the ball rolls. So you just got to keep going. Um, against the spread, I did a little bit better. Haven't had a winning week in a while. Still didn't get a winning week this week, but, um, I did break out even. I was seven and seven for the week. So hopefully I can trend upward. Um, so for my overall record, uh, for my against the spread picks, I am at 63, 54 and two. So I've basically stayed the same. And then for uh, straight up, I am 78, 40 and one. So still a really good record despite, uh, not such a good week last week. So uh, my week eight winner has to go to Dalvin Cook. Over 200 yards of offense, had four touchdowns on the day. Really made a big difference in that Vikings offense. And you could just tell they're a different team with him in the lineup. And then my uh, week eight loser for the second time this year is the Tennessee Titans. I believe back in week four, I had them on my as my loser as well uh, for a different issue, um, COVID. Uh, this week, they were just flat out bad. Got absolutely dominated by a not very good Cincinnati Bengals team. Um, and you know, if they want to prove they're one of the better teams in the NFL, they cannot have performances like that. All right. With all that being said, let's go ahead and get going on week nine. So to kick off week nine, we had our Thursday night game between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Packers were seven and a half road favorites in this game. And that's mostly due to all the 49ers injuries. And they had a bunch of COVID issues this week, uh, missing a lot of their best players and really when you looked at it it didn't really look like the spread was enough and it turned that turned out to be true um, I had a prediction of the Packers winning 30 to 16 and I actually got it pretty close uh, the final uh, score of the game was Packers 34 to 17 not really much to say about this game um, not it really didn't have anything to do with the Packers more to do with the 49ers just not healthy. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends who are 49ers fans. A lot of them believe the Niners should really just pack it in for the rest of the year. You're not getting any of your star players back, and the schedule doesn't get any easier. So, you know, just it, it's a bad year. Uh, call it a year and, you know, finish with your 4-12, and 5-11 and 11 record, get a good draft pick, and then you're going to come stronger, healthier next year and be right back into Super Bowl contention. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and move on. Our first game Sunday features the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Seahawks are three and a half point road favorites in this game. Seattle won their game 37 to 27 last week against the 49ers and the Bills won 24 to 21 against the Patriots. In their game, the Seahawks really steamrolled the 49ers. Um, you know, after a couple weeks ago suffering their first loss to the Cardinals, um, I've been saying it all year that playing these close games, they were going to get bit eventually and they did. Um, so I was really looking for them to come out against the 49ers and uh, dictate how the game went and control the tempo of the game. And they did just that. Um, the 37 to 27 score really doesn't show uh, how lopsided the game was. Um, really impressed with the Seahawks and they just got to keep it going. The Bills, uh, you know, they've really been struggling in their last four games. They have won the last two. Um, they barely beat the Patriots last week. Uh, win's a win, so you take it how you can get it. But um, 
you know, they looked really good the first four games, have offense has been sputtering the last four. So, um, and it's all on Josh Allen. He needs to play better. And if they want to make a deep playoff run, they, he needs to play better. So, um, when I look at this game, uh, it's a tough game for the Seahawks. You know, it's a cross country trip. Um, it's a good chance for the Bills offense to get going. The Seahawks defense is one of the worst in the league. They did have a decent game last week. Um, even with all that being said, regardless, um, I just don't see the Bills slowing down the Seahawks right now, and they don't have the offensive firepower to keep up with the Seahawks. So I do think the game's going to remain close uh, throughout, but I do have the Seahawks winning 28-23 to and covering the 3.5-point spread. Next up, we got the Denver Broncos traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are four-point home favorites in this game. Broncos won 31-30 last week against the Chargers, and the Falcons won 25-17 against the Panthers. Broncos, honestly, their victory was more about the Chargers. Uh, Chargers, week in and week out, seem to get a big lead and find a way to basically make it vanish in a matter of minutes, and uh, it happened again. Um, you know, the Broncos offense still struggling, even though they put up 31 points this game. Uh, a lot of them were just late touchdowns. Um, you know, when they played the Patriots a few weeks ago, they didn't even score a touchdown. And then uh, a couple weeks ago when they played the Chiefs, they only scored two touchdowns. And one of those was just kind of a garbage time touchdown. So uh, still concerned about Drew Locke. Uh, I'm not sure if he's the answer there, but only time will tell. Falcons, um, they've won two or three with their new coach now. Really could have been three in a row if they didn't have their last-minute collapse against the Lions. Um, the defense is playing really well since they've gotten their new coach, 21 points per game, so they've definitely stepped up. And uh, Julio Jones, he's starting to look like himself again, looking like one of the best receivers in the NFL, and that's when they're most dangerous. Um, obviously, it's not tough to tell. I mean, if he plays well, they're going to play well. So, um when I look at this game, I really think it's a good chance for the Falcons to get their running game going. The Chargers just had 200 yards on the Broncos, so um, I know the Falcons offense really relies on their pass-heavy game. Not sure if Calvin Ridley is going to be back, so that gives them even more of a reason to kind of rely on Gurley in that run game. And, you know, the Broncos gave up 485 yards of offense last week, so I think the Falcons can move the ball at will, uh, just don't get in their own way, and they should be fine. And um, I don't think the Broncos' offense is going to be able to score enough to keep up with this uh, Falcons team either. Um, they've just been too inconsistent. And like I said, I don't have a lot of faith in Drew Locke. And then uh, they're also going cross-country. So all that, um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Falcons in this one. I got a final score of 26-21 to 21 and covering the four-point spread. In the next game, we have the Chicago Bears traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are six and a half point home favorites in this game. Bears lost 26 to 23 against the Saints last week, and the Titans lost 31 to 20 against the Bengals. You know, I say this every week, and I'm going to say it again. The Bears, we, we know who they are. They have a good defense. They have a bad offense. Um, they're going to be competitive in most games because their defense is going to keep them in those games. Um, but until they get a quarterback that, you know, can play at the NFL level and put some weapons around him, um, that's pretty much what they're going to be. The Titans, um, not much to say about them this week either. Uh, that was a really poor performance against the Bengals. Um, that's two in a row that they've lost now. You can, I mean, you can kind of give them a break for the week before playing against a very good Steelers team. Um, but the Bengals game, they were absolutely dominated. It wasn't even a football game. Opening whistle, they really had no chance. And uh, I really think it needs. they need to get back to the running game. I mean, Henry had six yards of carry. He had 
almost 120 yards rushing, but they just didn't rush enough. Um, I know they had a lot of success with Tannehill uh, throwing the ball around the yard at the beginning of the season, but you need to get back to your strengths, and that will settle them down all on all three phases. So, uh, Bears, this game, I think they need to win the turnover battle, as they do every week. Um, this offense is not built to go the length of the field and put up points. So the Bears need to force turnovers, give them good field position, and if they don't, then uh, they're just not going to be successful. And then the Titans is as easy. Like I just said, they need to get back to the running game. I feel if they do that, then they're going to be fine in this game. Um, I do think six and a half points is a bit much, especially for a team that just put up that kind of performance against uh, the Bengals. And you know, so I'm going to go with the Titans in this one just because I have more faith with the, faith in them than the Bears. Um, I have a final score of 24 to 20, but not covering the six and a half point spread. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Ravens are one and a half point road favorites in this game. They lost 28 to 24 against the Steelers last week and the Colts won 41 to 21 against the Lions. Ravens had four turnovers last week in that game against the Steelers, which really did them in. Um, offense moved the ball well. That's actually the best I've seen them look in a while. 457 yards. Uh, defense also played really well. Um, they were just unfortunately put in bad position most of the day due to those four turnovers. Colts, uh, I believe they're coming off their best win of the season um, against a Lions team that's, you know, not great, but it's one of the better teams that the Colts have beaten this year. Uh, they really dominated the possession, um, and Rivers had his best game as a Colt. You know, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and I've always said it, uh, when Rivers can avoid any turnovers, um, his team's going to have a good chance to win a game, especially with that Colts defense. So when I look at this game, uh, it's a big game, um, especially this early in the season. Um, both are at a 5-2 and two record, so it could come down to seeding, um, especially if the Ravens can't catch the Steelers in the wild card or in the division, excuse me. Um, when I look at this game, really, I mean, the Ravens just need to limit their turnovers. Uh, Jackson had four of them last week. He, that just can't happen. Um, he wants to be considered one of the best quarterbacks in this league, ha, was the MVP last year, but has not showed it this year. And um, he really needs to start turning things around. I think the Ravens just really need to get back to their uh, running game, which is the strength of this team. Rivers, um, as good of a game as he had last week, uh, the Ravens' defense is a completely different animal. Very opportunistic defense. I think they're going to um, get a couple, at least a couple turnovers off Rivers, who is you know, infamous for turning the ball over. And I really think that's going to be the difference in the game. Um, I do think the Ravens could have been favored by a bit uh, more here. I think their loss and the Colts win last week really has something to do with it. Overall, I have the Ravens winning this game 30-24 to and covering the spread. Rolling right along, we have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs are 11-point home favorites in this game. Panthers lost 25-17 last week against the Falcons, and the Chiefs won 35-9 against the Jets. In that game, uh, that was probably Bridgewater's worst game in a few years. Uh, you know, he just wasn't making the easy passes, was turning the ball over. Offensive line wasn't helping. Um, you know, they were giving up constant pressure to a pretty bad Falcons defense. And, um, you know, on the other side of the ball, the defense couldn't get a stop when they needed to. Um, you know, they had a lot of chances, a lot of third and longs, and um, they either couldn't guard Jones, they couldn't guard Ridley, or uh, they did, and they were committing penalties. So, um, overall, it was just 
probably the Panthers' worst performance of the year. I don't think they're really that bad. Um, just, you know, just a bad day at the office. Chiefs, uh, they did what they were expected to do. They really kind of took it to the Jets. Um, no real surprise there. Um, I think a big factor uh, this week is they just don't overlook the Panthers with uh, their bye coming up. So when I do look at this game, um, the big storyline is uh, Christian McCaffrey coming back. Um, I think uh, I'm very interested to see how they're going to handle um, him being back. I, I wouldn't rush him right back to his workload uh, as before. They need to, you know, be careful and be smart with him. He is their franchise, and um, I do think they're going to split carries between him and Davis, who's been doing a very good job since McCaffrey went out. Um, Chiefs, like I said, keep it simple. Uh, Just play your game and stay focused. Um, You know, they've struggled in games uh, where they didn't focus, especially the Raider game, and um, I fully expect them to come out of this game with a win going into their bye uh, I believe they're going to win the game 34-24, to 24, but not cover the 11-point spread. Next up, we got the Houston Texans traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Texans are seven-point road favorites in this game. Both teams are coming off a bye, so they did not play last week. Both teams are 1-6, and six, and that is the reason I'm not going to be spending much time on this game. Uh, really, the big difference in this game is no Minshew, uh, Jake Luton, Jake Lutton, Six-round rookie is going to be starting for the Jaguars. And, you know, losing 30-14 to 14 in the first meeting with Minshew, I don't see how this possibly gets any better for the Jaguars. Um, I totally expect uh, Deshaun Watson and that Texans offense to move the ball at will. Uh, Texans win 30-13. to 13. They cover the seven-point spread. Next up, we have the New York Giants traveling to Washington to take on the Washington football team. Washington is two and a half point home favorites in this game. Giants lost 25 to 23 last week against the Bucks, and Washington was on a bye. When I look at this Giants team, you know, they're not as bad as their one and seven record is. Uh, you know, they're not a good team by any stretch of the imagination, but when you look at their games this year, six out of the eight games have been decided by one score. So, you know, they're competitive. They they stay in games. The big thing is Daniel Jones, as many as many plays as he makes. He needs to limit his turnovers because it seems like he has one or two a game that just costs his team. And they're not good enough on either side of the ball to make up for those turnovers. So if he can limit those, they're going to have they're going to win a few more games this year. Washington, uh, their last outing, they beat Dallas 25 to 3. Not sure how much that was about Washington as it was about Dallas, as we all know, Dallas is just awful. Um, Washington, they do. They are going to be rested coming off their bye. Um, when I look at this game, you know, they played a few weeks ago. It was a very close game. Giants won 20-19. I expect it to be a close game again. Um, when it comes down to it, I think the Giants just have a little bit more on offense than Washington does. Uh, Washington doesn't really matter what quarterback they throw in there. They just struggle to move the ball. They struggle to score points. And if their defense isn't in there, you know, forcing turnovers and holding uh, the other team to a minimal amount of points a game, uh, they're just not going to win a lot of games. Um, So like I said, I expected it to be a close game. It really could go either way. It could be a coin toss game. But I'm going to go ahead and go with my gut, and I'm going to go with the Giants 24-23 to on the road and covering the spread. All right, to wrap up our morning games, we have the Detroit Lions traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are four-and-a-half-point home favorites in this game. 
Lions lost 41-21 last week against the Colts, and the Vikings won 28-22 against the Packers. Um, you know, like I just said, the Lions were blown out last week, didn't look very good, not competitive at all. Um, and to add insult to injury, they are dealing with a lot of COVID issues this week, especially with their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Um, Stafford does not have COVID. He was in close contact with somebody, um, so that means he has to be out a minimum of five days, and so he will be able to play Sunday if he tests negative the rest of the week. But as we've seen with a lot of teams this year, teams with dealing with COVID issues and playing that same week have struggled. Vikings, um, I said it last week, I had a hunch that, the uh, I didn't think they were going to win the game, but I thought that you know they were going to keep it close, and that was just because Dalvin Cook was going to be in the lineup. And wouldn't you know it, they really dominated the Packers. Um, final score, 28-22, really wasn't as close as the score indicates. And um, I think you could see the Vikings go on a little bit of a run here. I, I don't think they're going to, I think they started off too slow where they're not going to be um, a threat for a playoff spot. Um, but I could definitely see them playing a lot better football, especially with their coach Mike Zimmer on the hot seat. So when I look at this game, um, like I said, uh, Dalvin Cook is the difference. I think uh, they're going to be able to control time of possession much like they did last week. Um, and Stafford not practicing this week. Going to be a little bit rusty probably, and he's probably going to have to make a lot of plays this week for them to keep up, and I just don't see it happening. So my prediction for this game, I have the Vikings coming out on top 28-20 to and covering the 4.5-point spread. To kick off our afternoon games, we have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. There is no spread in this game, so it is a pick em. Uh, the Raiders won 16-6 last week against the Browns, and the Chargers lost 31-30 against the Broncos. In looking at this Raiders team, they showed a lot of toughness last week going across the country, where, a place where they've struggled. Um, weather conditions were terrible, and the Raiders don't play well in cold weather. Um, so, you know, and, and they bounced back after a tough loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, uh, a lot of good things for them. They got back to their running game. And uh, if they, it looks like they have a healthy Josh Jacobs now. So really, if they can get him going this last half of the season, uh, definitely a team to look out for. Chargers, um, they did what the Chargers do. Seems like I'm saying this every week. Um, but, you know, they get a big lead and they find a way to blow it. Uh, up 24 to 3 last week in the third quarter. And then they just kind of fell apart. So uh, not really sure what to say about this team. But, you know, they, they got to find a way to play better in the second half. So when I look at this game, um, really, I think it's going to come down to who gets their running game going, and uh, that's going to help whatever team does uh, control the clock. Neither defense is great, so they really don't want to have that unit on the field. Chargers rushed for over 200 yards last week against the Broncos. Um, that's really the first time this year that the Chargers have gotten their running game going. And like I said, the Raiders, you know, when they have a healthy offensive line and a healthy Josh Jacobs, they're a really tough team to stop on the ground. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and lean towards the Raiders just because the Chargers have not really shown the ability to stop the run game this year. And when that happens, uh, it seems like the floodgates open, you know, offenses really start to spread the ball around and the Chargers just have no answer. And consider that Joey Bosa is probably not playing. Uh, I just don't see how the Chargers are going to generate enough of pass rush on uh, Derek Carr and that Raiders offense. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Raiders 31-27 to in this game. And as I said, there's no spread, but they do cover. 
Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers as 14-point road favorites against the Dallas Cowboys. Steelers won 28-24 last week against the Ravens, and the Cowboys lost 23-9 against the Eagles. Uh, Steelers defense, another dominant performance. They did give up a lot of yards, but they forced four turnovers, and the offense capitalized on those turnovers. That's kind of been um, what they've been doing this year, and they're undefeated. So, I mean, you know, I wouldn't really change much until uh, they lose a game or two and, and just keep it going. Cowboys, uh, their offense is probably the worst in football right now, and I'm, and I'm comparing that to the Jets, too. Uh, 22 points in three games without Dak Prescott. And, you know, I understand that they don't really have a quarterback right now, but when you have weapons as Amari Cooper, you have Zeke Elliott, you have that offensive line, you need to be able, you need to find a way to score more points. It's just that simple. Um, when I look at this game, I honestly they think there's a real possibility that the Cowboys do not score in this game. Uh, Steelers defense is that good and the Cowboys offense is that bad. It's just that simple. And, you know, if, I, they probably will score in this game. Um, if if it's, that's not the case, then I almost think the Steelers defense might score more points than the Cowboys offense. Um, I think this game's going to get ugly in a hurry. I think the Steelers cruise easily. Um, I know Dallas is allowing fans in there and I think it's going to be pretty much like a Steelers home game because I don't really know any Cowboys fans that would want to go pay to see that football team right now. So uh, I got the Steelers winning 27-3 and covering the 14-point spread. Wrapping up the afternoon games, we have the Dolphins traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals are 4.5-point home favorites in this game. Dolphins won 28-17 last week against the Rams, and the Cardinals were on a bye, so they did not play. Dolphins defense, you know, they really shined in Tua's debut. Uh, Tua really didn't have to do that much. He had a turnover on his first drive. Um, after that, he had a touchdown pass, and that was pretty much it. Uh, like I said, defense had forced a few turnovers. They had a touchdown. Special teams had a touchdown. And then they pretty much locked the Rams down the rest of the game. I do believe that Tua is going to need to be better this game. He's going to need more than 90 passing yards uh, because that Cardinals offense can put up some points. Cardinals um, said they had a bye last week, and um, the week before that, they knocked off the undefeated Seahawks, giving them their first loss of the season. So you got to think the Cardinals are feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, coming off a high, they're um, going to be rested, and they're going to be ready to go. So when I look at this game, um, as I said, Tua, he needs to be better this game. Um, like I said, he only had the one turnovers, which is important, um, but only you know, 90, 95 passing yards. Uh, he needs to use his legs more, too, um, especially when he's trying to figure out the speed of the NFL. Um, I think the big matchup in this game, and I think maybe the most fun matchup this week, is going to be Arizona's offense versus the uh, Dolphins' defense. Dolphins' defense, one of the best in the NFL, and uh, Arizona's offense, I know they've been kind of up and down this year, more ups than downs. Um, they can put up points in a hurry, um, especially when they get Hopkins going and get that running game going as well. So I do believe it's going to be a close game. I just think the Cardinals have a little bit more, and I don't really trust Tua yet. I still think he's going to make some mistakes that uh, ultimately cost them the game. Expect a close one. I got the Cardinals winning 26-23, to but not covering the 4.5-point spread. All right, next up we have what is my game of the week. We have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, this is our Sunday night game, really good game. Bucks are four and a half point home favorites in this game. 
Saints won 26 to 23 last week against the Bears and the Bucks won 25 to 23 against the Giants. You know, the Saints have won four games in a row, but they're really still not playing that well. Um, every game's been close. Uh, they're just not the team that we expect them to be. And I really think it's time for them to get Michael Thomas back. Um, you know, he's been dealing with injuries. He got suspended a game for throwing a punch. Um, I think it's it, this is the best time to get him back uh, because Drew Brees, you know, he's not what he used to be. He's struggling. Uh, it looks like that old man syndrome's kicking in. And uh, I, I definitely think this is the week that Michael Thomas needs to get back. Um, and then the Bucks, you know, they won their game last week. It wasn't a very convincing win, uh, you know, especially after their last two blowout wins against the Raiders and the Packers. Um, I honestly think they look past the Giants. You know, they thought they were rolling. They thought they were just going to steamroll past the Giants. And uh, we're looking forward to this Saints game. Um, a little bit of a re revenge game. Um, this is for our first place in the division. Um, I think this game goes a long way to who wins the division. Um, but you know what? The Bucks found a way to win, and we are getting the matchup that we all want to see. So uh, headlines for this game, there are plenty. Um, you know, it's a rematch. It's for our first place. You got Antonio Brown making his Tampa Bay Buccaneers debut. We'll see how much of a factor that makes. Um, it looks like Godwin and Michael Thomas are both coming back, so uh, that will make the game even more fun. The difference in this game is going to be Tom Brady. Uh, did not play well at all the first meeting. Uh, had a pick six. Uh, he looked like someone that had never played with this team before, which was true. Um, but since then, he's been rolling. Uh, he had a couple bad weeks at the beginning of the season, but ever since then, uh, he's been playing much better football. And, you know... The Saints, they really struggled to move the ball in the first meeting. Uh, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is no joke. One of the best in the league, uh, especially that defensive line. They know how to get to the quarterback. Um, and like I said, the Saints struggled to move the ball last meeting, and I don't think their offense has really gotten any better. So even with the addition of Michael Thomas this week, if they do get him back, I just don't see that as enough to overcome uh, that Bucks defense. I do expect a close game in this one. I think it's going to live up to the hype. Uh, I have the Bucks winning 27 to 24, but they do not cover the four and a half point spread. All right, moving on to our Monday night game and our last game of the week for week nine. We have the New England Patriots traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Uh, Patriots are seven and a half point road favorites in this game. And before I cover this game real quick, I think the NFL needs to make a rule that no NFC East teams and the Jets should not be on primetime the rest of the year. It's just nobody's watching it. It's just, you know, you got so many good games this week that could have been on these primetime games. So I'm just saying that. Anyway, the Patriots lost 24-21 to last week against the Bills. Jets lost 35-9 to against the Chiefs. Um, Patriots last week, you know, they were played a lot better. They had a chance to win. Uh, if... Cam Newton, man, if he does not fumble that ball, I think it was at about the 25-yard line of the Bills. Um, there was still a good 30, 35 seconds left. So, you know, you just got to have ball security there. You already you got your five, six yards on that play. Just, you know, hold on to the ball. Give your team a chance. Um, that was a big loss. I really think the Patriots needed to win that game to kind of stay in a playoff hunt, especially a division. Um, and that, that really took a big hit last week. Jets, um, not competitive again, not really, uh, wasn't really expecting them to be playing against the Chiefs, um, failed to score a touchdown again, 
it just it, it's all bad on that team right now. Uh, when I look at this game, I think the Patriots. I know I said it last week. I think you know their playoff hopes took a big uh, hit last week. They absolutely must win this game to save their season if they want any kind of hope. Um, you know they still have Bill Belichick, so you you just never know with this team. They they could go on a run. Uh, not very likely with the way they've been playing, but you never know. Uh, they should be able to run the ball in this game. Jets defense really can't stop anybody. Um, Patriots need to get back to their running game. That's really the only way they're going to have any success in any game. And uh, so I expect the Patriots to control the clock in this game. Not going to pick the Jets once this season. Um, Patriots win this game 28-17 to and cover the 7.5 point spread. Well, that wraps up my week nine picks. Let's go ahead and move on to the parlay section of the podcast. Uh, last week, I had a four-game parlay. Unfortunately, it did not pan out. Um, it actually fell apart in the morning games where I had the Browns and Raiders. Uh, their over-under was 51. I had it going over. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't take weather into account. You know, I saw there was, there was going to be some wind and a little bit of rain. Um, but you know, after I made that bet, the weather really got worse after that. Um, there was snow, there was rain, there was sleet, there was 40 mile an hour winds and the offenses just really could never get anything going. And then the t- Titans lost to the Bengals. And I don't think too many people saw that coming. Uh, I definitely didn't. Um, what's even worse for me is I definitely, I won my next two ones. I won the Eagles over the Cowboys game and I won the Seahawks over the Niners. So, uh, you know, kind of a rough hit. I've only won two out of my eight parlays this year. Uh, fortunately, both those parlays were uh, big wins, so I have come out at top, on top this year. Um, so hopefully, let's go ahead and move on to my week nine parlay, where hopefully I can get uh, back on track. So uh, I have a five-game parlay this week. Um, you know, I was thinking about keeping it small because I've been kind of struggling lately, but I, you know, I just I saw these five games, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I, I like uh, what I see in these games. So my first one, I have the Seahawks over the Bills. Uh, the Bills just have not been putting up a lot of points lately. And um, the Seahawks defense, you know, hasn't been very good this year either, but they did play a lot better last week against the 49ers. Um, ultimately, I just think the Seahawks have too much firepower for the Bills to keep up with. Next, I have the Ravens as uh, one and a half point road favorites over the Colts. Um, the Colts just haven't really beaten anybody this year. Um, they haven't, they, I think their toughest game was against the Browns and they lost that game by 10 points. I just think the Ravens, um, even though they lost last week against the Steelers, I think they found something on offense and I really think they're going to get that going this week. Texans, uh, I have them straight up over the Jags. As I mentioned earlier, the Jaguars are starting a six round rookie. Um, no Minshew, no chance. Steelers, uh, this is probably my boldest one of the week, even though the Cowboys haven't been very good. 14 points. Uh, you know, that's always gets me uh, hesitant um, to pick a team that's favored by that much. But I just don't think the Cowboys are going to score that many points. Um, I, I think they'll be lucky to get seven. Um, and I think the Steelers' offense uh, can move the ball enough. I think the defense is going to force enough turnovers to actually where the offense doesn't have to do much. Um, so yeah, I don't think that game's going to be very close. So I have confidence that the Steelers are going to, uh, pull that one out. And then my last one is the Patriots over the Jets. Um, I think I picked against the Jets every, uh, week this year and it's worked. So I'm just going to keep it going. And I know the Patriots haven't been playing good football, but it's the Jets. So 
All right, guys. Well, that wraps up week nine. Thanks for joining me. Um, like always, enjoy the games this weekend, and I will see you next week.